Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 118. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke and Richie today. We don't have the full crew. Cody had to go and plow snow or something, or, you know, uh, do whatever oh, they yeah. do. when. Huh? What? What was that? What was that, Richie? I said nothing. Okay, yeah, I was good. I, I think I was thinking in the same uh, uh, train of thought as you, though, so I restrained myself. Um... Oh, well, at least one of us does. <laughs> That's a rare so, occurrence. <laughs> so no guest this week. Nothing uh, nothing too, too crazy going on for most people. What we do have going on, though, and this snow is actually perfect for, is the NEA snow run, which is coming up this weekend. So if you're going, uh, this will be great and, weather for that. And we're supposed to be getting more snow this week, too. Even better. I can't wait. Uh, I don't have any heat in my Jeep, which is the only problem, so I gotta get the heated seats working and pray my windshield doesn't fog up. But, it's just a small price to pay. Um, on top of that, it's gonna be miserable this whole week, and I I already knew I needed, you know, not having a shop was gonna suck, but I'm really feeling it now, because it's like, some very simple stuff that I gotta do on my Jeep, I'm like, sort of texting around, trying to find somebody who will let me use their garage for a minute to swap my hydro lines and, um, you know, just do a quick bolt check before I drive the thing to Winchenden. So you could, uh, you could use my garage, Graham. Yeah, I'm going to, if you're a little far, I could use your garage. Um, oh, fuck, that's right. You're not three hours away now. <laughs> yeah, not quite three hours. What is it like? It's probably only an hour now, but no, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go to just over or no, it's, Either just over or just under an hour. I just went off to Springfield the other week. Mm, yeah, and I still have your railroad uh, spikes that you need to get from me at some point. They're yeah. not bugging me, but they're in my storage unit, just sitting there. They're heavy as sin. You want me to come this weekend? I'm going to be away this weekend, unless you want to come Sunday at some point. Oh, fuck, that's right. I can on Sunday. Yep. Uh, so we'll, have... we'll talk more about that off the podcast. <laughs> if anybody needs railroad spikes, I have them for free. And Richie hey, is apparently off. not coming to get them. Um... I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Whoa. Why keep Whoa. That? that just got weird. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just... At this point, I mean, it's been... It's kind of nice because I don't have a ton of options for working on things. So I've kind of like gone back towards more of my roots here with the, you know, if I'm going to work on the Jeep, I have to drive it to the person's place, and I've been just kind of driving it around in general. Put windows back in the thing, I got the taillights all good. It almost looks presentable on the road. Uh, Connecticut so Cup followed me, and... Hmm? Oh, I don't know, I think the heater core is just clogged. It gets up to temperature, just doesn't uh doesn't actually blow any hot air through the vents. Like That's all. annoying. Yeah, with the windows, it's whatever. The transmission tunnel will, you know, shoot heat up into my leg, and <clears throat> it's all good. So I'm not overly concerned, especially if I have the heated seats. Like that, the windows are going to be open anyways. I'm not going to benefit too much from heat. So you know, at least on the trail, on the highway, it would be nice. But don't need it. We'll live. Um, Just bundle up a little. Yeah, and actually, we were talking. Um, <laughs> I was talking with Marvell. Apparently, Sprite is a very good way to clean out a cooling system. He said he'd tried a ton of other stuff, and some crazy old dude at one point had told him to try Sprite, and he thought he was, you know, full of shit that because that just doesn't sound like it would work. But apparently, Sprite is is the the way to clean out your cooling system. Your mileage may vary. I have not tried it. When we do try it, because I'm gonna try it, uh, I'll let you know how that goes but um yeah so it's been a little little bit of a different week for me right don't have any crazy yeah projects right the the green buggy is going on its maiden voyage there's a few thing this weekend so i'm excited to see uh how how that goes i'm not sure what is gonna need tweaking but eh, that's not true I have a feeling the front suspension is going to need a little bit of test and tune. I definitely over bump stopped it, but I did it on purpose because I didn't want him bottoming the thing out into the oil pan, which it will do if he's jumping it. So, I don't know. There's some compromises may need to be made. 
uh, on that for him. We'll see. Uh, I set it up like if you were to, if he was going to jump the thing and just land straight on that front, it shouldn't, not it shouldn't, it won't hit. It's literally like solid bump. Uh, when it compresses all the way down on that bump stop, the rubber bump stop, because we didn't go air bumps, it won't touch it. So it is what it is. We'll see if it needs to be tapered down. I know Sean isn't going to do any like totally insane things with that, at least not initially. That's sort of what I've been telling him, because he immediately, as soon as I was done with the thing, was like, oh, I'm going to go to 35 spline, do all this other stuff. I was like, don't worry about that. Just get some seat time in it. You're not gonna break things until you're comfortable with it. It was the same because mm-hmm. he hasn't he hasn't wheeled a you know a serious rig in in a while, so it'll be. I don't think like ever really. That's like getting actual seat time in it. I don't know. Like comparatively, it's a much different ball game than anything he's had before. Yeah, and he. I mean, he had never even changed a hub on the. Um, it's a fifty front, but is it a fifty front? It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't done... He hadn't even changed the hub, so I had to show him how to do that because one of them blew up on his first trip because he hit it weird. It was one of those worn hubs, which aren't apparently aren't as good as the mile markers. The mile markers are way better designed for those 04 downs. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was all gung-ho about buying extra shit for it, and I was like, hold your horses. Like, you don't need to. I didn't start breaking shit on my 50 until, like, a year and a half in, that's when I got comfortable with it. I knew that it was pretty good about, or it was good about not breaking. Yeah, here, Cody's not here, but I, I cut, I caught myself on that, uh, that pretty good. He doesn't like when you use the word pretty. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. It's like part of the vocabulary down here. He doesn't like when you use it to describe a guy. Mm, Yeah, he's self-conscious, you know, all that pegging. Um, (laughs) <laughs> he's not even here to defend himself I feel bad <laughs> I don't know what was said because I'm only like through the intro of the um, episode that I missed so like I'm going to assume that one. there's something that gets Autumn. said in there uh, we, we gave you a little bit of shit but not too too much that was a good episode though you should listen to that one we definitely have to have Jacob back on and yeah I'm planning on it cool uh, yeah and he was kind of mad that you weren't there because he wanted to give you shit in person about, and I think he mentioned it a little bit, but he wanted to give you shit in person because he's one of the few, I won't say few, uh, one of the small group of people that actually listens to the podcast very consistently. Uh, so he's got a lot of uh, a lot of criticisms on things, and he's always bit bugging me about you know things we did right or wrong. Uh, but he, he's one of the few. Episodes. He's one of the few, Graham, that consistently gives us feedback about it. This is true. This is true. We don't get enough feedback. Yeah, and the kid's got as many or more stories than I do in a lot of sense. Not necessarily completely off-road related, but uh, more more than than half of them are at least somewhat related to the whole uh, coming of us as a off-road club or you know me as someone who kind of likes and works on jeeps and all that stuff so oh yeah it's always it's always good to get his input on it it's kind of cool seeing his perspective of stuff that a lot of us have heard about either through me or through the club or other things so it's always fun but anyways um yeah so uh, back to sean's rig and um and how he, you know, just needs the seat time. So, you know, I think he'll, I think it'll be a good rig for him, especially initially. There's definitely some things that it needs some work, that needs some work. I, the 50 being one of them, I think he'll outgrow the 50 very quickly on the 40s. Um, especially because they're stickies. But on the other hand, it might end up actually living a pretty long life because I don't see Sean just jumping into it being like absolutely throttle happy on everything. Um, no, yeah, I think because of the tires, he may actually take it easier. We'll see, I mean, h- how how the traction and those yeah. 30 spline outers handle life. And then, you know, if he does blow those and he was talking it's, about upgrading to 35 spline outers, I was like, ah, oh, well, 
You know, I right. refused to be the inside, but I had forgotten he had a 50, so... Uh, it, it, we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what needs tweaked. I'm going to help him along the way as we go. I want to see that thing do well. And yeah, that I'm, thing's cool. Yeah, I'm committed to making sure that that's done right for him, because he's, he's had some bad luck with rigs, and he's, he's spent good chunk of money getting that thing built up on parts and just everything else involved and has been very patient with me and Jacob as we, you know, got that thing out the door and cleaned up all the fuck-ups that the guy who bought it off of what's-his-face, Tyler, uh, did do it, so... Um, and I'm not talking about Eric, I'm talking about the uh, the middleman. There was somebody in the middle between Tyler owning it and uh, Eric owning it. So that's the guy I'm talking about. I'm not bad-mouthing Eric here. <laughs> I don't think he even touched it, really. He kind of just let it sit. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. But, uh, yeah, my rig's a whole different story. It's uh, At this point, I'm just trying to tidy it up, make it semi-presentable semi on the road. Um, and I think I've done a pretty decent job. Now it's just like, tweaking some things that I have noticed have been an issue and you know, just make the thing a little safer and a little more reliable. It's one thing to have a ship box and drive it on the trails. It's another thing to take a ship box going 70 and know of issues and not fix them. So I'm going to do what's within my, uh, my limited ability within driveways and other people's garages to get it done until we find a spot. I grabbed yeah. some... Um, I know all it? about that life. Mm-hmm. It's, I grabbed some. Great. I grabbed some uh, uh, hydraulic line. It's not nylon. I don't know what it is. It's like an anti-abrasive plastic. Uh, PTFE. For, uh, I don't know if it. Maybe it's PTFE. It's not for the. It's not for the um, sliders. I'm not putting that on the sliders. Uh, I don't. I don't care enough. No, I was talking about the line material. Yeah, uh, maybe like the inner sleeve. So yeah, I guess. This is an interesting little point that we can go tangent off on. Um, I found a company that makes pre-made fuel lines, and they're surprisingly reasonable. It's like $20 per line, which for a, you know, AN fitting to AN fitting pre-assembled and just, like, get your measurements, and you can get 90-degree ends um, and whatnot. But I thought that that was cool as hell because it just makes it so much easier to swap out everything. Um, oh, the, the, all the AN stuff versus everything else? Yeah, my entire fuel system down to the actual factory Jeep line is going to be all AN. Um, That's pretty sweet. Are you? Can you get the the factory Jeep Quick Connect to made yep. up to the line? It's the an AN fitting even. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Um, I'm pulling up the website right now. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, AN Plumbing. AN yep. Plumbing. Okay. Interesting. Um, and they've got like a super high performance and an economy series. I'm just throwing the economy series in mind because it's like, you know, they're rated for uh, 300 or 250 PSI. And. Or I'm sorry, the Economy series is rated for 900 psi. So, what, so you'll never see that. Or one rated for um, 950 with the exterior sleeve of stainless being rated for uh, 250 additional psi. Oh, okay. And the Pro series is apparently submersible. What do you mean, submersible? Uh, you can it, put like, it in water. Yeah, that's like you can put it in fuel. Stuff isn't. Oh, in uh, fuel. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll eat through the exterior coating on the. Gotcha. Uh, that makes the more economy. Sense. Yep. So, uh, but you know, it's gonna be. I did the math out on it. It's going to be like 150 bucks, but it's going to be so nice to just have like, you know, wrenches and be able to quickly detach stuff and reattach stuff on the trail. So if my fuel pump lets go, I literally can just like 
in two seconds have another one in there. Yeah, there you go. It's better than dealing with stupid hose clamps and shitty part store fuel line that rots out after two years and then it's splitting and you stick the stick it all back together and it's leaking or sucking air because it's got a massive crack in it. Dealt so with that. If I run into another set of issues, um with my goddamn like if replacing my fuel pump doesn't solve the problem, I'm replacing all the injectors with rebuilt um I forget what they are. I think it's the neon injectors. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to replace that, and I'm going to replace the fuel rail just to make sure I don't have, like, clogged injectors or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, have you ever done I'm your injectors? Gonna... No. They're factory. Oh. And whatever that motor that came out of, whatever. Yeah. Great. Don't worry about it. Um, but I was going to, if I end up having to go that far, I'm just going to do a three-part direct AN line, because it's so... You know, it's going to be like another 150 bucks, but it's so cost-effective comparatively to buying the other line. It's not really, like, that much of a comparison, right? Like, you can run a stainless braided line all the way to the front end and just have one direct connector on a line coming off of the fuel pump. It'd be so much cleaner and so much easier. Um, Definitely safer, too, if it's got that plastic liner for all the ethanol shit. Yeah, it's got the plastic liner for the ethanol shit. Um, let's see, what else does it have? Uh, I guess it's an entirely unrelated tangent, but I've also been looking at a kit for running an AN line off of the clutch line down to the... or off of the slave cylinder down to the master cylinder on the clutch. Wow, that yeah. was a double. Yeah, no, uh, actually, I've been... Me and Jacob were looking at that when I did... Uh, both Sean's and mine. I redid mine, and I redid because mine blew the hole in it, and I did Sean's because I was trying to put a uh, steel braided one on because you know it's we've we've messed up those plastic lines on multiple occasions. Um, yeah. And you can do it. I, I I didn't end up doing it just because I was under a little bit of a crunch, and the pieces I was buying. They make ones that have a factory braided line. If you go to Rock Auto, they'll have it, and it's got like a three foot line which mm -hmm. isn't long enough so if anybody's listening like oh i should get that don't bother because i don't know what the fuck jeep it goes to but it doesn't go to a cherokee it's probably a wrangler or some shit because uh, it didn't work but you can get the the fittings the um an or mpt whatever it is fittings to go on and then you can just run a custom line which is definitely what uh i'll be doing in the future at the f i think i've got a shield on it now i just gotta make sure it's in the right spot but um yeah, definitely something I've been interested in as well. Yeah, it's it's coming down to the fact that like as much as I want to change that Jeep up, I might as well just do some quality of life improvements, like making sure that my fuel system doesn't start leaking and all of that fun stuff. Um, yep. And with everything that I got going on, it definitely seems like a quicker way to assemble everything you know just go mount everything get the measurements i need and then it's just order lines direct plumb like simple awesome great um yeah so that's that was my big find for the week i don't know nice. everything else has been pretty relaxed lately that's good my yeah. uh Back to my original point here about the Sorry. the anti abrasive. You're good. That was uh that was a. We need all the content we can get for this one. We're we're down some 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 content providers here, but uh the so this anti abrasive line it's like a spiral thing that it's a sheath that goes around. Uh, I think they these ones specifically are more for hydraulic lines, but you can get them for all sorts of stuff. I might run some on my. Um, battery terminal, or not battery terminal, my battery cables that run in the cab just to keep stupid shit from happening to them. Um, oh, is it, it the rub guards? Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, so it's, at least the one that I got, it's uh, it's black on the outside and then yellow underneath, so if it starts chafing, it'll turn yellow, so you'll be able to see that you need to swap it. Um, because my cool. issue right now is my my lines, they don't always hit shit, but they'll occasionally rub against 
uh, just random things on the axle or, um, you know, up and down movement on it. And uh, the way mine wraps around the pitman arm, sometimes the pitman arm will grab it and it's been rubbing there. So there's just a couple spots that are a little iffy. And um, I'm hoping that some new line in this shit will keep it uh, alive for a little bit longer. I've had these lines on the thing since uh, probably probably since I did the the one-ton swap. I don't think I swapped them in between there. I may have changed one line or a fitting out at one point or another, but I don't think I've ever swapped the lines completely. So they've held up for probably longer than they should have. And Yeah, I... Uh, swap them. So, because I've got the surplus on a rim, I've got a little bit of goofy stuff going on. It's not super crazy, but like... um. I have SAE fittings, so I have to run the adapter to JIC-6. Mm -hmm. um, but I just went and bought a spare set of lines. Um, essentially, JIC and SAE, or I'm sorry, uh, AN are the exact same thing. They're just rated at different pressures for the line sizes. Mm -hmm. um, and JIC is the lower pressure rating. But... I was able to score them off of, I forget exactly where, I think it was like Surplus Center. No, it wasn't Surplus Center, it was someplace else. Um, but I got the steel connector lines for a replacement set was like 60 bucks for the pair. So, that's just some food for thought. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got the field repairable lines. I just grabbed 10 feet of a PSC line. I'm you know, bougie like that. We don't do the Harbor Freight or Tractor Supply bullshit here. And, uh, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's going to get even worse, too. I'm just giving you a heads up. Um, there's going to be more Harbor Freight on that rig. It's going to be great. Don't you worry. <laughs> I got no problem with the cheaper route. I just, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, I got no problem with, with the jig fittings, either. Like, I've used them in a pinch. Um, on a few rigs just to to get the 90s or if there's a 90 or something like at least around where i am like you can't get an uh hydraulic lines you have to get jick it just is what it is so i mean it's the same thread pitch and everything and for the psi that you're seeing on those as long as you're not using like an aluminum fitting you're pretty good yeah fair um I think the JIC lines are rated for like 2,500 PSI, and I'm pretty sure that the XJ like power steering box puts out less than 1,000. So, you're well within the operating realm. Yeah, it's just hack, you know. I don't know. Something about AN lines that's nice. JIC fittings just look like they are snowplow fittings. Like, it just doesn't. Oh, yeah. This, this like... You know the lines that are on there. Just not quality to me, and I I don't like putting things together that look super janky. You know what's funny about that? Now that you bring up snowplow lines, um, when I broke one of my fittings, I forget what trip it was for. I think it was one of the trips to Richie's where we were like thrashing on it to try because the whole club was coming down. Mm -hmm. um, I broke one of the aluminum fittings. I had bought uh, just like I think it was surplus center lines so I actually ended up running up to AutoZone and grabbing snowplow lines and my Jeep has snowplow lines on it right now Yep, and they work they work surprisingly somehow I can't wait to replace them but yes yeah, so they work yeah the AN as long as you get the steel AN stuff you're good at just finding it sometimes it's there's so much like shitty ricer an crap you can only that that just immediately pops up when you search for an fittings of any size that it's hard to actually filter through the all the different shit to find the actually decent quality aluminum one or steel ones jesus see it's the yeah and like it ends up being more of a pain in the ass sometimes than it's worth but on the other hand you know, I guess that, especially like in the fuel line application or the power steering application, it's worth it to get the correct fit, you know? Yeah, you know, that's one of those things that uh, can be a pain in the ass if it fails, so some preventative maintenance is kind of nice. Yeah. And I know not from first-hand experience as of yet, and I hope I never have to, but, you know, when you 
even if one of those lines starts leaking on you and you're on the road, can do some funky shit. So, yeah. Let's see what else. Oh, I talked to Sam the other day. I don't know if I told you guys about that. I don't um, think you did. Um, What's he up to? Going up Isn't there. he in Pennsylvania? He's up in he Pennsylvania back? right now. Um, he's helping out with Bill's shop. Yeah, he but... built some pretty sick sliders for that uh, Ram Rebel. Did you see what he's doing with that rear axle? I think it's a Toyota rear axle. That thing looks beefy. Um, but my Jeep's going up to his shop for a couple of days, maybe a little bit longer than that. Might even be like a week or two. Um, and we're going to be getting the fuel cell installed and just doing a general safety bolt check, all that shit, before the next season comes about. Nice. Well yeah. Needed. Mr. Well needed. bolt in half. Uh, You're yeah. not alone. I had one bolt that was, the nut had, it was captured in a pocket. There was no way anything was going to get out of anywhere, but the nut was off and the bolt was just sort of sitting in there, like holding my control arm. That was always, that was cool. Uh, fixed that. Well, in my defense, like, I didn't realize that it was, like, snapped until I, like, went and did my bolt check, and then I found out that, yeah, it was, like, snapped. So that was great. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing. I'm swapping out the other side that we didn't do at Good Evening Ranch when it's there. Just a bunch of really minor, stupid bullshit. That just sucks to do on a trailer. Um, and then, while it's up there, I might be paying him to help me redo my rear lower control arm mounts. Um, we're going to move them forward a little bit and drop them down just a little bit to put some more anti-squat in the rear so I can run the lower arms a little bit closer, or the upper arms, I'm sorry, closer to parallel. I'm willing to give up the two inches of ground clearance for getting the, I forget what the exact change ends up being, but it ends up dropping, or gives me a lot more room to play with my anti-squat. Okay. And I mean, as uh, long as you have that, this is the lower arms, right? So as long as yeah. it's close enough to that tire and all that shit, you shouldn't really have an issue with it, unless you're like backing up to a very specific pointy rock. Yeah, it's going to be more of a drag issue from the front. Um, but I think we can get mean? around it. How would it have? A, how would you have a drag issue? As long as that tire is suspending front over front mounts oh, on the body. Whoa, 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 whoa! You said rear sorry for whatever reason yeah i got the four link thing going on so it's the rear body side lower control arm gotcha okay Um, so you're lowering them well how do they stick out now or is it all tucked up they hang down like an inch now because i got the brackets where they're slightly angled um but i'm just gonna go to tabs and move them to the bottom of the um the bottom of the tube, so they're going to hang down whatever that difference is. They're probably coming down another two inches. But when I built it, I fucked up my pinion angle, and I have it sitting almost perfectly flat. I need to get it up a little bit if I ever want to street drive it again to help fight some of the drive shaft vibrations I'm getting. Mm. Um, for some reason, it doesn't vibrate in four wheel, but... Like, doing 60 down the greens at Roush, it was fine. But on the road, it vibrates a little bit, and it's a little unnerving. Well, there's a lot of other vibrations happening when you're going on a dirt road versus when you're just driving on a smooth highway. You yeah. feel all the problems. Um, yeah, not a stranger to that. Mine does the same thing. You know, um, I slap tags back on it again. So, like, I just want to get some of that stuff corrected to be able to drive it to, like, the cars and coffee that's five minutes down the road. But you guys have been to my house, except for, well, Graham's been to my house, except for Richie. You know that if you pull out of my road, you're basically hopping onto a highway. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. I hear they're getting pretty, uh, they're going to get pretty strict about, um, no inspection stickers here in Mass pretty quick, which is gonna piss me off uh it's just like they're really cracking down on it i get why but just makes it so much harder to drive a shitbox yeah i don't know the details cody said it so he might have been lying who knows no the i I, i've read already that 
they've been cracking down pretty hard about. They say that, but my shitbox is still on the road. Well, you're fucking special. Yeah. that special. I had a Connecticut Um, cop uh, ride right behind me, and I was a really good driver for all of... You in Connecticut? I was in Massachusetts, and then I went over the line into Connecticut, and uh, he didn't turn the blues on, so I think I was good. (laughs) <laughs> that might have just been a case if I don't want to write this fucking ticket. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, that, but I'm gonna get some motherfucker one day who's gonna be like, who wants to write that ticket? And it's gonna fuck me over. I'm not looking forward to that day. Luke knows about the cop that wants to write that ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that brought back some painful fucking memories, and they. 3 a.m. morning. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need that today. I was in a good mood. Um, <laughs> like, but yeah, when you find that cop, suddenly things like uh, I had, what was it? The dirtbound off-road their Mantis bumper. Uh, or not their Mantis, I forget what they called it. Um, it was the full-width bumper, but it was the one that didn't like stick out very far at all. It just sat basically up against your header panel, and he informed me politely that that doesn't count as a bumper, and wrote me a $300 ticket for not having front and rear bumpers, uh, $100 per tire per inch that was outside of the fender flares. Yeah, that was a great one. That's just brutal. Yeah, uh, the total cost on the ticket was 1600 and then the tow was two fifty. Damn. Um, but I ended up going to court for that one, and I got pulled over on my way out of the courthouse because it was snowing, and my truck slid. So that was great. I ended up back in the same courthouse three months later with pictures of the um, like road conditions and everything, and that got dismissed too. But yeah, fun. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, good I, times. I, I, my, I think the trick is honestly highway. This, yeah. this, the, the stadies don't care as much as the the town cops. So, like, oh, sure, not like it's just way less of a priority. If you're going seventy five, seventy in a shipbox on the highway, and you don't look like you're doing anything wrong, why are they gonna pull you over? Like, I don't know. So the only thing that I'll say with that is you're absolutely right unless it's 3 a.m. Because I got pulled over on the side of 8 on my way back from my old shop in Naugatuck uh, with no doors on. And I well, forget what we did, but yeah, it was great. We uh, uh, you, you and Preston had just finished the Zuzu swap. No, that was the other ticket that I was talking about. This one happened before that. I think it was when I oh. got... Um, we welded the rear axle. And the eight and a quarter before that blew up. Yep. Uh, I got pulled over at 3 a.m. And the cop thought that he smelled weed in the Jeep. So he went through the entire Jeep and left all my tools on the side of the road, which was super helpful. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Well, granted, I probably earned that one by being a fucking overtired jackass. But, you know. Oh, yeah. You were definitely swat waffle. No argument here. Um, that was like, what was it? The summer after we got out of high school? It was the summer we got out of high school. Yeah. Uh, the 98, you know, the, the whole bullshit with the 98 happened the summer after. You're right. You're right. Um, and the, the life lesson here, kids, is when you have a nice JK... Sitting in the shop, drive the damn JK and leave the XJ for wheeling. Um, <laughs> hard life lessons relearned. So that was great. The, yep. that, this podcast, we bring up our past pain. Mm. Although, speaking of the JK, I do miss that fucking thing. That thing was fucking Uh-oh. nice. Eh, it was just a JK. Eh. Yeah, but then, like, I end up with multiple cars, and I don't need to have more projects at the moment. As it is, I already have to go and fix stuff on the truck. I don't, oh, I don't want to hear, Luke, about you saying that the JK was nice. 
Because you like, ship You never took the top off. I took the top off in the summer. No. There's like no. Yeah. There's I, videos I, of me walking I, the thing I, down I, uh, I asked all the time, hey, can we pop the top off? No man, my allergies are pretty bad today. Well, why have a vehicle with a removable? That's a valid reason. Excuse me? No. No, it's 100% valid. I refuse his excuse. I love the outdoors as much as anybody. But there are certain times a year where I literally die. (laughs) So it just can't happen, right? It's just not not a... it's not a very large window. It's a very short window of just pain and suffering. But um, yeah, what was it? Your Harlan trip was brutal like that. No, no, no. What do you mean? I don't think so. Or was it Tennessee that you were dying of allergies? I literally got out of the truck when we got to Tennessee at your house and started dying. Both me and Cody were dying. But the one that sticks out in my mind the most is still that Ma Bell trip. I don't know what after um, Go Topless Day. I don't know what was going on, but I literally, it was like I had a cold, but it wasn't a cold, like a almost borderline fever, but it wasn't that. It was just allergies. It was I think that's why they call allergy. it hay fever. Yeah, something like that. Um, and we sat there waiting for Colin to go get fucking ball joints. You know, I'm using a, using a shirt as a snot rag because I just couldn't, couldn't <laughs> keep it in. <laughs> I remember that, and we were fighting with, what's he got, those stupid... Um, the split ring, like double lock nut setup on that 44. Um, I forget the brand, but they're like supposed to help it so that it doesn't loosen up. Yeah, well, there was like three retards trying to get that stupid thing apart, and he came back and was off in like five minutes. Yep. Hey, it didn't loosen up, right? Sounds this like it is... did job. No, just this everything else. Doesn't yeah, matter he... when the knuckle falls off. <laughs> but did it loosen up? No, I guess it, it didn't. Did its job. That was a wild trip because we went and um, forget the dude's name, um, but I think we meant or we drove from the campsite from Go Topless Day after he broke the axle shaft, like across Massachusetts. Got him a stock seventy-eight forward axle went back and i can't remember if we installed it that night or what we did Uh, but it was a piece of shit axle shaft like we knew it wasn't gonna last it broke first obstacle then he continued to drive it like a dumbass didn't make it very far and then it uh then it dropped we've talked about this this day way too much for like such a simple little mob bell trip so much happens (laughs) yeah jesus uh what was it rob's kid Almost crying in the passenger seat was also fun. Um, <laughs> his name's James, right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> that was great. Um, and I don't drive any worse than Rob does, so, like, I don't know what his deal was. Oh. So you Maybe just like allergies. Maybe he was crying because of allergies. That's my excuse. I mean, it's a valid excuse. Allergies suck. Um <laughs> You're cutting out in there, Richie. What did you say? Oh, I said you're a fucking bunch of babies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. At least we and can read. Point? Hey, I can read just... <laughs> he just talk. can't spell or talk. Yeah, we, uh, we had a whole discussion about uh, not learning disabilities before the call, but... um, No, oh, that sounds horrible now that I just said oh, that no, out loud. No. We it were was, uh, fucking... Disabilities. Okay, it just you know like like kids who don't read good or uh, kids who can't talk good. I I was a kid who couldn't read good, and Richie was apparently a kid who couldn't talk good. So we're both two, and Luke's just autistic. So <laughs> I also Why do you can't write good. Podcast again? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for listening, though. It's been it's been wild. Uh, we're almost at 120 episodes, and oh, good. I tell you well, what, we can count. How yep. many episodes till till 120? Two. That's not even a milestone. I don't know. 120 is like kind of cool. Maybe 125 is a bigger milestone, but like no, yeah. no, it's not. Maybe 150. I mean, yeah, that's, that's too close to three years, right? 52 episodes a year. So we're at um, 
156 will be our next like big milestone. Oh, look at Richie can Richie can do quick math. We're he's 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 got a leg up on us. Mm-hmm. They put you in those advanced math classes. Yes, they didn't put me in those. Yeah, no, I was just like the degenerate in school. It was great. I never really applied myself though. That's what they all say. That's just the default. That's the low effort teacher doesn't know what to say when the kid doesn't doesn't get. This is an off road podcast. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're gonna finish this off because like, no, no, Cody's not here. So come on, let's let's hear it, Graham. What? That's the default for the low effort teacher. Like, come on. Yeah, the the low effort teacher who doesn't want to actually like, right? Think about what's actually what's actually going on, right? Like. I don't know. I don't think I'm a dumb person by any means, and I think I can apply myself in most cases. It's just such a low-effort comment. It's like, didn't apply himself much. It's like, bitch, what what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Oh, no, I was saying that directly about myself, though, because I know that I wasn't applying myself. I was just bored out of my mind, so my goal was to That's what I mean. It's like, I don't know, low-effort. Low effort comment. If you're a teacher and you say didn't apply yourself, I need you to explain yourself because uh, you're yeah. not applying yourself in in your reviews of people. Clearly, uh, I'm talking about applying yourself. Um, I, oh oh oh! Complete tangent into the right direction here. I actually had a guy hit me up on Facebook about the um, the ten five caliper rotation thing that I've been doing on a few rigs now. So that was kind of cool. Because I know uh, my name's been mentioned a few times I think by Mark in Rocks Jocks because people ask what people are doing for the caliper, to relocate the calipers and everybody's always, people there's usually people who throw stuff in there but Mark's always thrown my name in there and me and him are have been meaning to get together to make a video on that so that'll be kind of cool um yeah and you're pretty close to him now so that should make it easier yeah we're just waiting on probably weather and you know yeah. a weekend for us to do it it's a really simple swap i figure we may as well burn some time here we'll talk about you know that process it's uh, essentially it's it's not rocket science if you take those brackets off and you turn them so they're the caliper is on the top. Three out of four on one side. Three out of the four of the bolts that go into the flange that's on the axle tube line up on one side, and two out of four on the other side. And those bolts keep everything centered. Those they're centered. It's just I don't know if keyed's the right word, but they're they're mismatched. So you can't be a dumbass and put them on like in any wrong orientation at all, which yeah. unfortunately is exactly what we want to do. Um, so. Is it possible to machine or, like, grind out one of the other bolts? Well, you don't even need to. What I did, like I said, three out of four on one side fit. Uh, there's there's some uh, fitment issues. It's just the way the bracket is designed to go on. So you have to chop a tiny bit off of one spot, I believe. And then you chop that whole, um, one of the whole corners off on the tab for the hole that doesn't fit. And then you... you bolt it all on, you can take that tab you just cut off, and you just yeah. orient it the right way so it fits on, tack it on, take everything off, and weld it up. And then one side's done. The other side's a little trickier, because one hole's like... You can cut both off and just reorient them if you want. I usually don't go that far. One of them I cut off and reorient, and the other one I can usually just bevel out. Or you cut a slit, and then the bolt goes in there. It's got enough clamping force, and you know it's thick enough metal usually that... When it's not rotted, half the time they're all rotted out. Um, to just throw that in there, I'm just surprised that people don't talk about that more often. I don't know if it's just like common knowledge and nobody says anything about it, but uh, it's it's really. So low you're effort. the only person I heard talk about it. Uh, Maybe I'm the only dumbass who's. I can't be the only dumbass. Like it just, I don't know. It's so simple, and it takes two it's... seconds to try it. And it's so much better. I love those rear brakes on the 10.5 versus any other brake setup. Those Eldorado brakes suck. Fuck those things. If you're thinking about buying the Rough Stuff Eldorado brakes, nothing against Rough Stuff or Eldorados, but 
Those breaks are an absolute nightmare, and the bracket is just a piece of shit. The only other brake setup that I like, and it fits, or it goes on like light rigs, would be using the K1500 uh, front calipers. That's like the only other acceptable one to me. Even that just sounds kind of weird to me. I don't know. Uh, those are just like, I think there's a couple of companies. Um, you know, I would remember if it was a year ago or two years ago when I was looking at one-ton stuff, but they're the weld-on bracket. It's a standard big single-piston caliper, which for rear brakes is plenty fine, and you can find them at any goddamn parts store. So, like, that's kind of okay for me. Otherwise, yeah, Sterling brakes are probably some of the best and easiest, and I haven't had a problem finding them. And as long as you're at, they're out of the... Like, even if they're not out of the way, I don't think I've ever had them stop working like i've smashed them on rocks in their current spot the only thing that kills them is is those stupid low-hanging brake lines which you can just run a hard line and like banjo bolt it out of the way i guess but there's no issue having it on the top is per it literally fits perfect it's almost like it was designed to do that the the bleed screw is still the highest point like, the, the whole caliper is sitting on top, but it's angled back just enough that that bleed screw is literally on top. It's the highest point. So, like, it, it just couldn't work out any better, and then it's just all factory shit, right? You keep the factory soft lines, you run it to a hard line on the axle, and boom, you're done. Sounds sick. I'm gonna have to yeah. give that a shot, but I don't think that that's in the cards for the next Sam trip. I'm trying to keep my stuff relatively minor. It literally, like, minus taking apart the ends of the axle it takes an hour it's not difficult it's very straightforward even the first time i did it it didn't take me that long you have long. to pull the hub uh yeah i mean hmm. i guess you don't you shouldn't have to well if i can do it without pulling the hub then that makes it instantly more attractive yeah i mean you just literally take it off and cut what you need to cut off oh shoot no you actually might need to i think that whole hub needs to come off to actually get the the back plate off because the back plate slash caliper bracket is what you're moving. So if you can't take it completely off, uh, you I might not be able minor to. Minor cut, or I've got washers in there. I can't remember. Um, but like you can see my brake rotor all the way around. So oh, you probably just you don't have the back plate, but you do have the the bracket. I think still has to slide off because remember there's all that um e brake shit in there as well. Or okay. And I don't. You could probably still run an e brake with the setup orientated like it was, but I mean, then your brake lines are pointed at the. Would it be at the ground? Or do the, does the e brake line come from the top? I don't know. That's not really relevant to most people, but. I wonder some, if swapping sides would make them line up easier. It doesn't. I tried that. Okay, that was just a thought. Um, but yeah, that. Definitely sounds like a decent way to go about it, and something that I'll probably have to do. It's quick and dirty. Every, you don't have to worry about keeping things centered. It just is centered, because you're not getting rid of two of the bolt holes. At, at the very least, you're not getting rid of... Uh, on the side that sucks, even, you're still keeping two diagonal bolt holes. It's not like you're keeping two next to each other. So the thing will yeah, stay then, centered on the hub, which is the other keeps thing it all I in just line. thought of realistically do you even need the, like what are those four bolts doing they're just in the end of the axle orientating that but like the actual caliper itself's only held on by those two 21 millimeter uh head bolts i forget what the size ends up being yep. I think it's like an no, M14. realistically now i haven't done it this way but you could probably just cut the ends off leave a flange and you know, bolt all the ones back, all all of it back together, and I don't think you'd ever have a problem, even if you didn't weld the little tabs back on. Is it something I'm willing to try? Or, you know, when it's that easy to put the pieces back in? Mm. Not, Not really, really. But, you know, it's it makes it even more low effort. Do you really need any more bolts to hold a caliper bracket on? That's all it's doing. Uh, yeah, it's... It no, can, I don't They're bigger so. than the bolts that are holding the caliper onto the bracket itself, so... Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess probably that be fine. makes sense. 
Um, uh, your mileage may vary, but I I don't think you'd have an issue. Yeah, I, I haven't done it on mine. Maybe I'll do mine really lazy and see what happens. Mm. Better you than someone else. <laughs> no, you're the one that's I don't think it. that. <laughs> you're the one that's preaching it, so <laughs> you reap what you sow. Uh, Fair enough. But that's cool. Dude, I'm really excited for that s'more trip that's coming up. That's been like a hugely motivating factor because this whole winter I haven't wanted to work on my shit. But now that that's like, oh man, that's going to be like two months away. That's fucking starting to get me like really amped up to go and get my Jeep back where it needs to be. Oh shoot, that is only two months. Uh, no, it's three oh, right months Right now away it's three point. months, but I'm saying like once we hit March, right, it'll be like, oh, okay, end of May. It's... Oh man, that's way too close. I yeah. need a shop space. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're going to be bumming garage or driveway space from somebody here pretty quick just to do a you know, run down on my shit. I don't think it needs much. I don't need to do anything crazy. Uh, yeah. At least not short term. It'll probably stay as it is for the season, and I'll just deal with the problems as they pop up and fix them. But yeah, I'm probably going to be in a very similar boat at the moment. Um, Morgan and myself are talking about houses and whatnot and what the plans are moving forward, so I think that's probably going to become a very large money sink. Yeah, I would imagine. I'll believe it when I see it, though. You've been talking about a house for years. I have. Life's gotten in the way. About a, buying a house, Graham, since we got out of high school. Hmm. I have. But then, life's kept happening, but now life, I guess, is starting to revolve around that actually happening, so, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. It's how it goes. Um, but the not having shop space is fucking killing me, and that's another motivating factor. Yep. Feel that. Yeah, well, hopefully we find something here pretty quick. We had a lead on one spot. I don't know if it's going to work out. Uh, or Marvel had a lead on one spot. I think I mentioned it. But I'm getting antsy. I can't wait for somebody who may not move out of a shop in the next six months to do something uh so is what it is we'll see fair enough well i don't have um, anything else to talk about so yeah i was gonna say on that note anyone else got anything or are we getting we're done be good i think we're good this is shorty we apologize we'll come back next week with a four hour long uh soapbox for you how about that I can't say it's going to be a four-hour-long soapbox, but I Cody can will hate us if it's be... four hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. But I can say that it's going to be pretty good, or at least it sounds like it's going to be pretty good. And um, I'll drop pretty another good. little, yep. Just pretty another good. little Not bit fantastic. of information. Um, we're probably going to be talking to someone with a smaller Jeep in a, a little while, Jeep. so that's going to be fun. Are we talking, like, a baby Jeep? We're not talking, like... Well, I mean, I guess maybe a baby Jeep, but like 37s and a Dana 30 that's been gone through. Yeah, 37s are beyond baby Jeep. Yeah, but like, it's still not a Dana 60 and, you know, 14 bolt. It's it's kind of on the small side, like, you know. But he wheels the shit is out of it. Is so. it someone we've had on the podcast before? It is not, no. Oh, I know who it is. Indeed. I know who it is. Perfect. Yeah. All right, cool. Now I'm excited. So, yeah. so on that note, uh, I don't know, man. This one's all discombobulated, so have a good night. <laughs>